Did you see the video I posted of Wilson saying mother or what the fucky? It's what the fucky, What right? the fucky. Yeah. 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 He learned a new I word. I not see him say he, No. <laughs> a big one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. There's something about Either that way, that's all of like it felt big in the moment. More. Yeah. Like it my only... mom would have been mad about motherfucking. <laughs> but regular I, is so whatever. <laughs> I thought while I watched it back, I was like, what's Lane going to think? Because I know that I'm not supposed to respond big because the bigger you respond, the more they know that this word is powerful. But the funny thing was, he hadn't said it till I started filming. Mm-hmm. And then... He thought it was a joke, but then sometimes he says things, but he means something else. Uh-huh. So the reason why I kept asking, like, what are you saying? Is because I'm thinking maybe he's trying to say something else. Sure. But the more it a little I'm- bit sounded like Becky. <laughs> Thank you. Like, yeah, or been. what there's like a second half of the video where I'm saying, like, are you trying to say what the heck? Mm-hmm. And he's like, What the hecky? Like, whatever. Like, he's like, <laughs> sure, I'll say that. Whatever. Right. Um, yeah, but then it's funny to watch back and see that every time I'm like, What are you saying? And he's like, what the fucky? And mm-hmm. I'm like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> and then like in the second part of the video, which I didn't show, I was like, we probably shouldn't say that. Um, and then I'm like scrambling to try and ask myself, uh-huh. like, why shouldn't we say that? I'm like, eh, it's not really a kid's word. And like parents might freak out. And then I'm like, but I don't know if I'm going to freak out. I don't really know what type of parent I am. <laughs> like, I've never done this before. Okay, guys. So let's not say that. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. So much to learn in these moments that so you are prepared for. <laughs> Um, I thought it was so funny and I don't think you did do like a big reaction. Yeah. This is what, I mean, we did a whole podcast episode about this previously, but like the thing that I don't want when children do that is for parents to be like, (gasps) and then it tells your child like, oh, this is a thing to go right here in my back brain Mm. for next time I want to really upset my mom. Oh, got it. Yeah, I definitely wasn't upset. No, no. So I don't feel like you taught him that it was like, yeah. And he almost said it this morning. He like started to say like, what the? Mm -hmm. And then he like looked at me and Eloise. We're like, buddy. And then he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Eloise was my favorite part of that video. Yeah. Because she was like, no, no, never heard you say that before. Didn't her face definitely look like Okay, just once. Thank you. It's like I such know. a big sister of lie. What a liar. You did. You have. I can see on your face. Yeah, just, just once. But then after Only the video time. was done, she's like, I didn't teach it to him. And I did hear him say it once. Oh, but then gosh. he just didn't say it again. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's very funny when he says it a lot. But <laughs> yes. anyway. Um, I did. Connor and I talked about it because yeah. it was so funny. And I did think that the fact that he is using it wrong makes you think that he oh, yeah. probably learned he heard another kid say it yeah and then was oh, like oh other right. kids are last so, you know right it's when there's a two-year-old in when your you classroom who's like trying to pull her jacket off and it's stuck on her little arm hand and <laughs> she's like <laughs> she's like shaking it she goes this can jacket off. <laughs> that's how you know no, she learned it from mom or dad yeah. also that was um the little sister of the girl who called her dad a p-u-s-s-y <gasps> wow <laughs> that's see, how you know it's those are the kids i love to be around because they're too. very entertaining <laughs> me too but you know yeah. those are those are uh grown-ups using that right mm-hmm, exactly. in their presence okay, as opposed well, that's to good. Your three-year-old who's like, yeah. this is a weird sound. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's so true. Okay, well, guys, welcome back to another episode. My name is Jessica Hover. I'm Lane Dealing Cherland, and this is Very Good Enough, a podcast from Very Good Mothers Club. I 
like how when we use Instagram captions, it says, my name is Jessica Hobart, and your name <laughs> is Lynn Daling Gerland. Is it? Gerland. 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 Something like that. Yeah. I just was happy it was for both of us, mm-hmm. the wrong thing. I thought it was very cute. <laughs> Thanks, Instagram. Those will be our super spy aliases. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Don't tell anybody. Um, Beloved, what are we speaking about today? Because you're very prepared. You have notes. Notes. I'm going to crinkle them so that yeah. even if you're not listening, you can hear that terrible sound. Sorry, even if you're not watching on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> um, we're going to talk today about a thing that is like the super bottom layer of everything, mega secret. If you want to actually know what is happening yeah. in the life of your child, you want it's to know the them as a person. Key that unlocks everything. Yeah. You yeah. want to build everything inside of them that they need. There is a separate world that they live in. That we don't you said it, you said like, do you want your kids to be emotionally healthy? Do you want them to be less frustrated? Yeah. Do you want to feel less frustrated? Want them to develop fine motor skills and be confident and grow into powerful leaders and creative problem solvers. Yeah. Connected and feel safe in the world and process their life experiences independently. This is the everything of everything. (laughs) It's the everything of everything. (laughs) Yeah. Which is why I don't know what to call it. Stay tuned for the title. Mm-hmm. By this time, by the time you hear it, there's a title. But we'll in this moment, decided. we don't know what to call it. Um, we're really literally just going to talk about play. Yeah. It's just play. It's play. Surprise. But it's so important. Mm-hmm. And Lane's about to teach us why. And I actually didn't know why it was so important until the first time we talked about it last year, mm-hmm. just in my personal life with her. She taught me about it. And then you spoke to Very Good Mothers Club, too. Yeah. Will you just remind us? You just speak. I'll listen. I'll ask questions. I'll chime in if I have anything. But mostly, we're here to learn. And this is your area of expertise, really. Yes. This is like one of my manifestos. Should there ever be a book, this will be much of the content. So the the page ruffling that you can hear and see are, these are my notes actually for the talk that I did in Very Good Mothers Club. Um, which was one of the first times that I really tried to like pull all of this together. Which is the perfect time to invite people to join our membership community. If you have not already, verygoodmothersclubhouse.com for $15 a month or 150 a year, which is a deal. Okay. You can join and Lane and I uh, lead Zoom calls now. Uh, on the fourth Tuesday the fourth of the month. Tuesday of the month. Yeah, you can actually chat with us. You can bring questions or hot topics, or we can just sit around and drink coffee and chat. Mm-hmm. We'll just gaze into yeah, one another's gaze eyes. into each other's eyes via Zoom. But yeah, it's a really great community, and the people who are in it are are very connected, and we are friends, and we know each other's spouses' names and kids' names, and it's super cool. And um, sometimes we bring in experts to teach on things. And Lane was one of our experts last year to teach on this topic. So we're going to do it now podcast style. Podcast style. Um, One of the very first things that I learned in child development classes is I learned in my very, very first one. Mm. It's one of the things that made me be like, oh, I can live in kid world. Like I can, I could do this here. It's not just like clip art and, uh, you know, cotton ball sheep and stuff that is... I was scared. And then I <laughs> and then I learned some of this stuff and was like, oh, this is the world. Oh, this is people. Yeah. Whoa, this is like real connection and like the nitty gritty of life. So this talk in Very Good Mothers Club, what I titled it then, my first draft, was play as a child's work, how play impacts every aspect of who your child is becoming. Mm. Um, so play is the work of a child, I think is a quote from Maria Montessori, um, who founded like Montessori schools and that style of learning that is very child led, Mm. um, and child focused. And so this, this idea that like children 
there there is adult work and there is the work of a child and that children set about their work with the same kind of ferocity and attention and diligence that adults do their life is full like our lives are full it's just full of something different it looks very different um, children come into this world pre-wired to learn everything that there is like everything you know I think I've said this on the podcast before this is like a typical yeah. for me but everything you know you learned um, you didn't know how to like literally like walking around right mm -hmm. like you practiced walking around you pulled on things you like learned how to use your little grip and pull your body up and you tried again and you tried again and you tried again and you like tried to sit on the children now try to like sit on the Roomba is something my little yeah. nephew just tried yeah, to yeah. do stuff like that like trying to figure out like how do I move like what how, here I am this like little baby lump and I have to figure baby out lump. how to get from over here to over there yeah and like that is hard focused work and children come at this work uh from the aspect of science they like genuinely use the scientific method mm. where they like observe and experiment and hypothesize and then test their hypothesis and then go back to experimenting when it didn't work and then they add in new materials or they add in a new element and repeat that process like they do it super meticulously like that they and that that whole setup like the know-how of doing that mm -hmm. is like a system of circuitry that already exists inside they just don't have any data yeah, and it's so cute when they do that. My mind is going to last night dinner. I poured Jules orange juice because she asked for orange juice. And then she immediately picked it up and dumped it onto the hummus, just mm. all of it. And I just watched and I had you in my brain. And I'm like, so guess that was an experiment. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, so Jules, we don't do that to the hummus mm. or the orange juice. Like noted. <laughs> like, I guess this is science right before my very eyes. Yeah. And it, it's science that you could freak out about because it's yeah. also a, a mess. Sure. But mess is actually like a secondary result. Like what right. she's doing is not making a mess. Yeah. She's trying to find out maybe what it tastes like. She's trying yeah. to find out maybe like maybe she already tried putting water on her hummus and she saw what that looked like. Yeah. And now she's like, well, what about orange juice? Yeah. We don't know. No. And then she dipped her carrot in the water. Mm. It, yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. I think that you have to laugh and call it science or feel frustrated or mad or something or mm -hmm. sad or I, as much as you can laugh and recognize science in it. It's so much easier because every day is messes, mm -hmm. at least in my home in this stage. Yeah. 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 The example that this teacher used in this class, which I still remember from mm -hmm. like nine years ago is she was talking about dumping like the, the constant and endless toddler habit of whatever container is full of whatever, the smaller the pieces, the better. Yeah. Just, they just want to pick up the container and dump it usually away from their bodies straight oh, yeah. onto the ground. Yeah. Maybe shake it a little bit to see if any extra Legos will come out. No, this was my bedtime last night. We had just cleaned Wilson and Eloise's room and Jules came in and took a bin of tiny little car pieces that mm -hmm. Wilson uses to build and dumps them upside down right at bedtime. And I yelled, I've been defeated. I've been defeated, Sean. <laughs> I was like, I need you. I'm defeated. <laughs> and then he had to come in and tap in because yeah. I was like, nope, can't, can't. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> when he just put her little naked body over in her room and got her ready for bed. I was like, this Perfect. is the thing Lane talks about. I'm, yeah. I'm so lucky, guys. You need to listen to Lane every week because it really <laughs> does shape the moments when you're being defeated into like, I can laugh and like, have a glass of wine or something versus mm -hmm. I'm going to cry and yeah. run. 
away. <laughs> well, my hope is that it keeps it in the realm of like people stuff. Oh, yeah. You're like, these are people that I'm in a relationship yeah, with. And totally. this is like the key thing this we're talking about today is like learning. they're doing something mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, I'm a person with these monsters that I made and adore mm-hmm. and I think they're the best thing in the whole world and also they're attacking me and attacking mm-hmm. my life all the time. Totally. Or like I I have an agenda as a mom, as a woman, as mm-hmm. a person, I have this agenda and if I don't honor that these are people with agendas too, then they are just sort of a nuisance. They're, mm-hmm. they're really slowing down my agenda. They're making this clean house messy or they're making this hummus have orange juice in it. Versus like, she's a person, I'm a person, she's experimenting, I'm living my life. I've already experimented. So I actually went through that same Mm -hmm. stage of life too. And, um, And you're right, you love these little monsters. You love, love, love them. So this is a way to tap into that love and really understand them and honor them as little, little guys who are doing great work. Mm -hmm. And something that you just said there, which is that you already know because you already did that stage. Mm -hmm. That's what the teacher was saying about the dumping is for me, I look at a bucket of Legos and I'm like, those are for putting the blocks together and creating something new Yeah, because I already know what they're for. I've already used them that way. The child who is dumping is like, whoa, bucket, Mm. pumped on the bucket. Whoa, there's little stuff inside. And then when they move it the first time, they hear that sound of the Legos for the first time ever and you're like whoa that sound is amazing how much more of that sound can I make like this is them doing the science of finding out like what is this what is this world knocking on it what kind Mm. of sound is it what does it taste like what does it smell like whoa can I do that more which is what the next question that they always ask out of everything Mm -hmm. ever oh can I do that more can there be more paint can that be louder can I get higher can it be more water can it be wetter can I be colder everything is more always so the dumping out of this is like the ratcheting up of the experiment like what is the maximum of this or sometimes they dump it on themselves like let me feel all these pieces come down and like brush down my face and body and some of them are hard they've never stepped on a lego before right I know that they're about to cry because they've dumped everything out. Now there's nothing left to do except for stand on it, which is going to hurt. But they don't because they haven't yet stood on it and found out that it's going to hurt. They don't know that the pieces go together until you do that thing. So they're doing this early work of science that looks to me Mm -hmm. like nonsense and mess and mayhem. I'm like, why can't you just do it right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, confused, like standing there looking at me like, what? Because they don't know what's in my mind. Yeah, I didn't know what was in my mind or the adult mind when I was that age. Totally. Dumping out those Legos. You have to do it. Yeah. And they're learning a language the whole time, sometimes more than Mm -hmm. one. I thought of that too. Like people go to school and study for years to become fluent in a language and that's all. Yeah. And this whole time that they're doing all this studying and exploring the world, they're learning how to take the thoughts in their heads mm-hmm. and tell you about them Right. while all of that's happening. Like there's so much magic and wonder inside of this little person flipping things upside down and, you know, causing, causing this chaos that can sometimes feel overwhelming to the parent. So much is happening. Yeah. So much wow, is happening. Cool. A- and it's happening like their life depends on it mm. because it does. Right. Like if they don't learn how to decipher these sounds that you and I are obviously using to try and communicate with them, but they don't know what it means. Like if they don't figure that out, they know in their biology that like they're not going to make it. Right. Right. These are survival skills. Mm. And like we know that now we live in houses and that we're Mm going to stay here and take care of them and all those things. But they're just like little people trying to be like doing call and response with this other mammal creature 
that they feel warm toward and they feel part of, but also Mm -hmm. don't know what it's going to do when it comes back and when it leaves. Like all of these things are new to them, but they have the like true animal instinct inside to know like (laughs) I got to figure out how to get what I need here. Yeah. And so that, that I think is very key to compassion for little tiny freakouts mm-hmm. because they are they are doing things like their life depends on it. They're trying to figure out the, just the physics mm-hmm. of like standing up and holding a lot of things, right? Because they're people who are going to need to carry things <laughs> in order to survive so in life. And I'm like, you have eight things and it's going to fall over and whatever. Or I'm like, stop, put all that put all those toys down because now it's time to come eat. And they're like, whoa, I'm learning how to gather like a person so that I can live in this world. So when they freak out, it's not actually for no reason and it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. small to them. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are outliers to this and we can talk at other times about when they are testing you or when they have enough data now to know what will cause you to feel upset. And there's, you know, like those are, we're talking about, that's kind of some separate stuff. Yeah, it is. When they get into like more the nuance of uh, social testing. And And even like you've said, just because they're learning to dump Legos doesn't mean you always let them do it. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't just let her pour the orange juice in the hummus and be like, oh, cool, science. I was (laughs) like, honey, that's not what we do. Yeah. But, but it is so important to understand the process mm-hmm. and then you kind of shape within that of like teaching what is what is right what is appropriate yeah what is going to work what's a tool that's going to work you say that and I use that mm-hmm. this is a tool that will not work mm-hmm. I really like that I like that too. yeah I'm learning <laughs> we're all <laughs> we're all learning um we're all just practicing and right now what they're practicing are things that look to us like nothing because we have so Mm. fully assimilated Mm. all of those tools already those are now our automatic functions but they're like really trying out the nitty-gritty of how to do these things in order to then file them away and get to more complex kinds of processing so what they're doing is they're they're filling out the world that they suddenly live in, right? They sort of like blink awake. Mm. You you got to cook them and you got to think about them and you got to put their room together and buy them clothes. And then you went through this crazy process, which for a reasonable reason, I ended up seeing a lot of photos of women giving birth the other day. Panic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why like did you see Actual nausea photos? in my stomach. In- I was like, why take it? So this <laughs> is just... Just another moment of respect for that thing that you went through that they were also yeah, there for, but yeah. they don't remember that part. No. They just are like pink, pink little doll eyes. Yeah, but I've wondered if Wilson remembers because he really hates the feeling of like a shirt getting stuck <laughs> on his head. And he was my most giant baby. Oh. And I also did not love that feeling of him yeah. coming out. And I wonder, did he not love it? And every time he's stuck in a tight spot, mm. does this remind him of his first traumatic experience oh of like, yeah, huge head, tiny hole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> makes sense. <But> for them, <laughs> you guys have this great process. Yeah. And uh, for them, they're just here. They're here. They don't know why they're here. They don't even know really that they are. They're just like experience. Yeah, happy to be here. Slowly, sort of falling away into darkness for sometimes, and then bang, awake again. That's that's it Uh at the beginning, right? Yeah. And so now they're in this crazy process of filling out the world that they live in. What does it feel like? What does it smell like? When can I touch it? What effect do I have on this environment? What effect do I have if you change this thing? Mm. What if we add this other thing? Like mm-hmm. really trying to find out like what, is it, what does it mean that I'm me and this is the world and what's my place in it and what is it made out of and mm. can I be here? Can I be part of this? 
sweet. Oh, it's not special. It's really sweet. I like it. So it's good what they're doing. Oh it my is. gosh. Additionally, part of what they're exploring are caregiver responses. Okay. So a big piece of the data that has to be collected is like, whoa, there are these other warm, large variables. And they, they change all the time, Yeah. right? I yell in this way and something happens. I do that thing again, something different happens. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. the most interesting thing about their world is you, right? It's mm-hmm. you, the other person. You're the most interesting thing to study. The stakes are so high. The reward is so good, Aww. right? That's like your brain is wired to respond that way too. And so whatever's living inside the body also is like longing for this connection. So anytime, anytime they can make it happen, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's the best thing. Yeah. And so you, that again, you get like the fullness, the like maximum of both sides of like, I got to know what you're going to do if, and also like, I want you so bad. Mm-hmm. So you get like the best and the most intense of yeah. that exploration gets like aimed straight at you, parent. Yeah. Sometimes all within like 10 seconds, <laughs> you'll get mm-hmm. like a big snuggle and then a smack in the face and a runaway. Yeah. Science, guys. It's all science. Science. They're trying to draw out from you everything that they need to know about being a human. Mm. So they're trying to get from you the full range of responses and figure out why and figure out what's up. And that's why if when Wilson plays with this word, that the sound that he knows Mm -hmm. is charged, if your response is, (gasps) then he puts it away as like, oh, that's a way to get that response out of someone. Mm -hmm. Or if you're laughing at him and being like, uh, no, thank you. That's not going to get you anything that you need. Yeah. Right. Then it goes in that, it files into that category. Like this is the data that they're using to figure out, like, what do I need to, to be a person here? Yeah. And to navigate. I love that. As you're talking, I can just think about it happening in my day-to-day life. And it is really precious to realize it like that. And they're just, they're so, they're so lovable. So as they're doing these things, you're like, oh, you're really cute. Like my kids are often naked running through the house doing different things. And to view (laughs) it as like little naked scientists trying to understand the world, I think is so sweet. (laughs) Trying to use all their senses for all the little pieces of their skin. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm looking at these notes now. We got through so much of that. It's so wonderful. Oh, do you want me to talk about dueling agendas? We yeah, about that please. A little bit right That'd before be really we jumped good. on here. That's okay. like a, a major source of frustration for both parents and kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that hopefully I've laid out in a convincing way the fact that they are busy at work, very yeah. important work, this play, this turning it over and putting yeah. it in your mouth and holding and trying and testing things against banging them together, like all of this stuff that to us – Actually, maybe I want to say this first. We, mm-hmm. When we talk about play sort of like colloquially as adults, we sort of mean it as entertainment. Like we put it in the entertainment category. Yeah, right. It seems like optional and leisure mm-hmm. and levity. And sometimes like excess. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know if we should have that. Right. It's like a, it's like a luxury. Like, mm-hmm. oh, can we afford to play right, right now? Right, right. Um, and it has a whole other definition with children. When we try to apply that definition to what these children mm. are doing, that's when we don't take them seriously enough. Mm. Right? Like that's when we pull out the like the gravity of the like life important work that they're doing. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is why we say that play is the work of a child, play is a child's work. Yeah. And so they're like busy mm-hmm. doing this work. This mm-hmm. like very must happen. They're wholly committed to it mm. and wholly engrossed in it all the time. And it, to them, is the only thing. 
You, on -hmm. the other hand, woke up knowing about school and your job and the clothes that they need to wear. And you know that they're going to be hungry in 15 minutes. They only know that they must know how many of these things you can stack before it falls in case it comes in really important in their life, right? And so like there are two agendas happening Mm -hmm. at the same time. And because you have been alive longer and have more practice, your agenda takes precedent. And that is right and good. Mm. I would argue, I actually believe at my core, that your agenda is not inherently more important. It does get to go on top because you have better information and more Mm -hmm. practice. You're the one who knows how to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. But in terms of internal value, I think that there's equity between like the life that I'm living and the life that this child is living. Like I really believe that that's a whole person who deserves to be respected. Mm -hmm. So the inherent value of the agendas Mm -hmm. is the same. Um, One takes priority because there's better information. Mm -hmm. However, also because you have that better information and you have that perspective, it's your job to be like dictating the respect in the way that those two agendas blend, it's actually not their job to know that your agenda is the one that includes like safety and health and Mm. flow. They can't know that. It's not possible. They're still doing what they need in order to be able to someday know about those things. You have the responsibility of knowing that they're busy doing something, knowing that you are going to need them to stop doing that thing and turn to another thing very soon Mm -hmm. and deciding like how to guide that how to either merge your agendas and find a way to incorporate their play Mm -hmm. into what's going on or to alert them ahead of time. Like, Hey, I see what you're doing. I think that's really important and cool. I am going to need us to do this other thing. Would you like me to set that aside so you can come back to it? Do you need a couple of minutes or are you free to come now? However that looks in your relationship, the responsibility does lie on you. Mm -hmm. The thing of like hollering across the house, like come have lunch. I don't want to say it again. Like that's mm. just not reasonable. Mm. You can do it. And I don't think it's bad. I just not going to be effective. Right. Because they're, they're doing what they're doing and it's right. intense and important. And the fact that that kind of communication isn't working is not on them. Mm. Like I shouldn't have to tell you twice. Like that's not, that's just not a real thing. Mm. Um, so you should have to tell them twice? You do have to make sure that your communication lands effectively. Yeah. Right? Meaning like tell them many times or just like. Or I guess I don't feel super prescriptive about okay. like how you do that. Okay. Just the idea that like this kid should just like be super responsive when the Got second it. that they hear my voice. Got it. It's just not reasonable. Okay. Um, Is there like an age where it would be reasonable or it? Yeah. That's I'm glad that you bring that up. What I'm talking about is pretty specific to under fives. Okay. Um, they really take in most of this data in Mm. those years. Okay. And especially for the first three years, they're building, building, building brain synapses are like firing, firing, building new neurological connections at like an astonishing speed. I don't remember what the numbers are, but it's like a million a second. It's like astronomical. And then very shortly after those years, your brain is like, cool, we got it. And then it actually trims a lot of that down. Like it deletes a bunch of stuff because it it shifts from building into like efficiency mode Hmm. of like, cool, we now learned about a super ton of stuff. So now we don't need a bunch of this or like we get it. It's Mm -hmm. that goes into the automatic space essentially. And now we can focus on other things. Yeah. Um, Our body, our bodies are functioning and like more proportion, literally like physically proportionate. Mm -hmm. And the brain is like 
kind of got what it needs. Mm-hmm. It's got most, most for most people, it has language pretty well handled. It has yeah. a lot of social skills built. It has all that basic physics stuff. Yeah. You know, like when you step, like when a small child steps and the ground is a little bit uneven, mm-hmm. it topples them. Right. By the time you're five, like you're, you have, your eyes have already scanned ahead and kind of know. Right. Um, you that know, makes sense. Like it sees a curb coming and you hop a little higher without thinking about it. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so this is, I do mean this like pretty specifically yeah, for that's little really or littles. Good. That's helpful. Yeah. Um, a question that came up as you're talking, some, sometimes you, you meet families that really place a high value on education. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of one family in particular who has, well, but there have been a lot in, especially in the preschool setting where it was like, well, I really want my children to grow up and speak a bunch of languages and be exceptional readers and all of these things, which that's cool. Um, my question is sometimes what that would translate to is like, so, so I have my child sit at a table and practice letters or like sit and do something. And so I've heard like that kind of thing for education, like the the things we sort of imagine as like, I don't know, maybe American school or Western culture school. Mm-hmm. But then it seems like what you're saying or what I'm hearing is, play is is very much an education so could it be that we could view it that way and and not feel like we really need to I mean there's really no judgment I'm not saying that people shouldn't have their kids sit and do those things but like could I as a mom of little kids could I treat it like they're having extended playtime with Legos that is their education for the morning you know what I'm saying um yes okay I am of the school of thought and again, like my expertise is mostly like hands-on. Sure. I just read people who yeah. are like real life experts. Um, but I adhere to a school of thought that says that I don't actually think that like symbols and letters and those kinds of things are particularly useful to children yeah. prior to the age of five, certainly, and mm-hmm. probably not until like seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel nervous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> people are going to have all kinds but of But I'm going to just tell you what I think. Yeah, sure. And I don't need anybody to stop doing what they're doing and change to what I have to say at yeah. all. Um, but this is, this is what I think is true. I think that children need to be free to explore and that they have what they need in their minds to learn what they need. I just read a quote in a book that says you can't make a tree grow by pulling on it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I think that <laughs> I feel so nervous to me because, because so, okay. So for me, this is a non-triggering conversation mm-hmm. at all. Are there people who get really passionate about learning styles? Is that why? Yes. Okay. And there are people for whom it's really important that their children read really early and okay. they are showing that they are good parents by how high their kids can count yeah by like how long piano lessons they spend at Kumon or, and yeah. how full uh-huh. their lives are of activities I believe that those people have the absolute best intentions at heart and I respect their values I do not think that that's a valuable way for small children to be spending time okay I think you are asking them to be older than they are mm-hmm. I don't think that there is such a thing as like I'm gonna get you ready for kindergarten mm. now Right. By teaching you what you need to know in kindergarten. I actually think that that will inhibit real school readiness. To me, school readiness is um, confidence, Hmm. really strong bodies and hands Mm -hmm. that have like really tried and practiced things, um, really strong communication skills, which 
to me does not have anything to do with books and letters. It has to do with being able to speak Mm. and being able to communicate your needs. Mm -hmm. Um, Emotional regulation is essential for all kinds of learning. Children are about to be asked at five years old to sit down in a classroom for three to five hours in a day. That requires immense emotional regulation skills, Mm -hmm. immense frustration tolerance. You have to be tolerate, you have to be able to tolerate such a high frustration level as a five-year-old to like have your day super structured and like follow these adult instructions all day long and sit and work with a lot of paper, flat Mm -hmm. paper. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have a super strong pincher grasp. You have to have, okay, this is going to be hard to show you if you're not on the video, but there is like a principle in brain development that is called crossing the margin. Oh, yeah. Or I'm sorry, like... the midline. Crossing the midline. Your brain is in two hemispheres. Uh-huh. You have to do things with your body that require the like cross-body communication. Like those hemispheres have to learn how to talk to one another. Yeah. So if you're a person who has not like rubbed your hand from like one side of your body all the way over and around to like finger paint on a wall mm-hmm. or like swim in the ocean or spread out in the sand or spread shaving cream like getting one hand to cross over the side to the other side of your body like literally being able to touch one shoulder and touch the other shoulder and like like hug yourself if you can't see this it's like hugging yourself things that you do in play with your body Mm -hmm. like you cannot learn how to write if the two hemispheres of your brain can't talk to one another sure and you don't care about symbols Mm -hmm. if you have not explored story with toys and dolls and trucks and books. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing matters. Mm -hmm. Like none of these, these school skills matter Mm -hmm. if they're not connected to life. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a philosophical way. I mean it very literally. That's true. All the readiness to learn Mm -hmm. includes these very essential blocks and children who have sat very still and are very good at paper Mm -hmm. and don't know how to say, hey, can I play with you? Mm -hmm. Don't know how to like use their hands to build a thing. Like it's Mm -hmm. cool that they can group things into number groups. But if they don't like know why they're doing that Mm because they've never tried to construct something, Mm -hmm. they've never like tried to, I I don't know, (laughs) they haven't sorted teddy bears from over here to over there. Right. And then been like, I don't know, how many teddy bears do you try to negotiate fairness Mm -hmm. in a three-year-old friendship of like, we should have the same number. Now counting matters because I right. want to know if we have the same. Yeah. You know, like these are the things that are school readiness. Mm-hmm. I am pretty anti-worksheet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think what I find encouraging about what you're saying is that it gives play so much meaning mm-hmm. even to the parent who wants good things for their kids but yeah. also as parents we feel a bit of pressure of like mm-hmm. your child's not in piano your child hasn't had been in a dance recital right. like there's so many things that are linked to the idea of like a a well-educated well mm-hmm. well-rounded child yeah. and they start really little um, even even the pressure of like, make sure you sign up for preschool and your baby just came out and you're like, wait, what? I have to be mm-hmm. thinking about that years in advance. But to take away all of the noise and be like, wow, all of this playing that they're doing, this is their education and they're learning really important things about how to function as a human being. And they will grow up yeah. well if they can be educated in these ways. I like that. Yeah. That to me is really comforting. Here, here's an example from like my own self and development. And this is not a reflection on my parents. This is more like me reflecting on if I was my own parent mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I could read when I was four. Mm-hmm. Um, I desperately wanted to be impressive. 
and was able to do that kind of little processing. Um, and that felt really important to me then. However, when I went to try and do piano lessons Mm -hmm. when I was, I don't know, six or seven or whatever, what I could not do was practice in front of someone. Hmm. I felt like I would die if I did the thing wrong. And so I couldn't, the piano teacher was there trying to do the more like, I don't know, classical education-y thing with me, but the social skill Mm. uh, or like the internal confidence to be like, yeah, I'll put my fingers there and it will not sound like what you did. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. I will keep working on it. I did not have that, even though I could read before I went to kindergarten. And all the other small children were like, whoa, she can read. So for me as my parent, I I would want to be able to notice like this kid is not taking risks and like look right. for some ways to grow in my little child like the the skill of like why don't you try this out yeah that seems like it's going to be super intense I don't think you're going to be able to do it either but I'm right here next to you to help you figure that out Interesting. and like let in her life yeah the, some build in sort of the illusion of risk mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe spending yeah. so much time on words that's cool that makes a lot I mean. of sense yeah mm-hmm. really good I'm learning. I'm a little sweaty now. You did a great job. (laughs) That was really great. Okay. I think that's sort of the end of my notes about play. Okay. I guess what I want to say is I'm a person for whom it's easy to understand children. And I think it's because I can see this world that they're in. Mm -hmm. And I want everybody else to be able to see this world. Because it's so cool. Mm -hmm. It's so beautiful and so cool. And what it's done for me as an adult to have this respect for the way that children play is that I now see all the tiny things in my life. Mm -hmm. Like I spend a lot of time watching like there's this plant here in my living room that its little leaves go up and down a lot during the day based on whether there's a shadow on it or not. And like I really noticed that. Mm -hmm. And I learned that from two and three year olds. That like dropping in and focusing. And there's a crystal in the window that makes rainbows Mm -hmm. on the wall every day and I'm deeply delighted by the rainbows on the wall and and like my heart waits for them to Mm -hmm. come because I know they're going to come at some point because I had that in my Mm -hmm. classroom yeah my kids are like that too with our little rainbows I know yeah the delight is so contagious Mm -hmm. when you when you're able to be present with it versus all the grown-up thoughts we have that sometimes can take us away from those moments yeah we still live in this same world that Mm -hmm. they're discovering and Mm -hmm. it's just as amazing now yeah. as it was when we were little, but now we are efficient, like we were talking about. Right. And so our brains aren't trained mm-hmm. to be like dropped in and living inside our bodies and living inside our senses as much where yeah. there still are. And I just think that one of the opportunities of getting to have children in your life mm. every day is that you get to be there. Yeah. Like you actually could try and merge your agenda with their agenda mm-hmm. and like let play be more a part of your life or even just let the simple aspects of like I'm now rinsing these things down the sink and actually the way that those colors are swirling is really beautiful Mm. like that's a powerful way to live your life yeah that's like really being in the moments that you have yeah and it's it's such a decision I find because there are moments where like I'll get home from work and I can hear the kids from my driveway like where I parked the car I can hear them inside being so noisy and fun And I can either stay in my mind about all of the things that I faced in the day and like the challenges that I'm trying to figure out and, you know, financial stresses or something, or I can leave those and I can go inside and I can like see 
the children and then try to see the room the way they see it and experience the evening with them, not as much like as the adult with the agenda, but like as, as somebody who wants to be with them. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody, I think it might've been Brennan Burchard, he talked about in one of his books, like um, in, any, in any transition you have during your day, So like I'm going to leave Lane's house and I'm going to go back to my house like that car ride is a transition. And when you are aware of transitions, you can use them to um, kind of cue you to be present again. So like, Mm -hmm. okay, I just left that. How did that go? Good. Or I want to grow in this way or something. And then, okay, now I'm going to my next thing. How do I want that to go? Who do I want to be when I show up there? And that transition of ending work and going home is one of those where I'm like, who do I want to be tonight to the kids? And then I try and be that, but it is, is very much an intentional choice. And on the weekends when I'm with them all the time, there are like moments during the day where I have to bring myself back to being with them and like really with them down in there. Like even literally they're down the way they see the room is, is low. Um, but choosing that I will be there with them in the moment versus being up high in my moment, thinking Mm -hmm. about all the things I have to think about. And then they're just little kind of extra things going on. Yeah. It's a choice. I love that. Mm -hmm. The more that you can do that, the more your relation like the complex juicy real relationship that you have with your child Mm -hmm. will grow yeah and that connection will grow stronger Mm -hmm. and like the stronger your connection is the more ease Mm -hmm. there is in a relationship the less friction there is the more they trust you when you are interrupting this like very important work they're doing or whatever asking them to do something hard telling them like I know you don't like it but we're gonna have to whatever Mm -hmm. like that the strength of that relationship creates like a stretchy nice elasticity Mm -hmm. so that things can feel however they need to feel Mm -hmm. and um yeah life just feels richer and smoother yeah do you have a a like do this um for us sometimes when I listen to things I'm like okay what's my takeaway like what do I do do you have any with all of this all of these notes that is like a main homework's the wrong word after everything Mm -hmm. we talked about but like a cool challenge for us um I think it would probably have to start where most of my advice starts with observe okay like you become set for yourself the job of becoming the scientist about your own child, like make them your object of observation, really mm-hmm. notice what they're doing. Be the David, David Attenborough in your own head being like, mm-hmm. and look at it now while it, <laughs> while it, whatever, look at the yeah. way that it eats its food by holding it over its head and dropping it into its weird little mouth. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Like really see, try to see what they're doing mm-hmm. from their own perspective. Like mm-hmm. what need is this serving for you? What are, what do you think you're doing yeah. right now? Cause I know what yeah, I think cool. you're doing, but what yeah. do you, like, what do you, what is it for you? Yeah, that's cool. What do you think you're doing right mm-hmm. now? That's pretty cute. Yeah. I'm used to watching them being like, what do I think you're doing? Right. I think you're hilarious, <laughs> but they think they're doing serious work. Very self-important. Yeah. Oh, that's precious. Okay, cool. Yeah. You want to end on that? Uh, yeah, I feel complete. Perfect. When Lane feels complete, <laughs> I feel complete as well. <laughs> on a topic like this, I need your completeness because I am listening as a fellow mother, like I feel like today's is I'm part of the audience listening that will go and apply it in a few moments. So I appreciate you. It's my pleasure. Appreciate you guys. You're doing great. And we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Okay. Bye.